You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We are back with another episode of Odds and End Zones on BGN Radio Hill. I am joined always, as always, by my guy Zoe. Zoe, what's up, my man? What's up, bro? Happy Saturday. Chilling, uh, it's a nice Saturday recording on Saturday this week. I think you'll be listening to this on Sunday. Yep. Uh, but went to the Flyers game last night. First Flyers game of the season, home opener, season opener, both. And they lost in shootouts, Carter Hart played terrible, which not the most unsurprising turn of events. Uh, I may have called him Carson Hart last night at the game. <laughs> uh, but I did hit on for the Odds and End Zones brand. I did Joel Farabee to have the first goal. That's and he did. Cool. I had a plus... I did a good, uh, good for the brand. I did a, sh- I did a lot of shopping around. He was plus eleven hundred on DraftKings, and I got him at plus twelve hundred on FanDuel. Yeah, very good. For so the feeling brand. good about Where's myself. That? Feeling good about myself. That's awesome. And I was feeling good about myself at the Eagles game on Thursday. Just going in there, and the, and I'm talking not just because they were playing Tom Brady, but from the pure atmosphere perspective. Yeah, I think it being a Thursday night game, and I wasn't even sure it was definitely going to be a great crowd because. Yes, it's a night game, but it's a Thursday night game. I know tons of people can't swing those because yeah. of work, because of others' responsibilities, because people say, you know, I don't want to really do that and have right. to go to work on Friday right. morning or they're not able to take off Friday. There's a lot of factors there that you might not think it's going to be as crazy of a crowd as it could be. But we had talked before that the 49ers game I thought was a disgrace from the fan base. Yeah, Kansas City was, like, fine, but it's still, like, it, it didn't feel like a true Eagles game, I think, because of, the way people have already soured on the team, and that's only increased yeah. since then. And the fact that they were playing, again, an overwhelming opponent. They've played some great offenses so far. And, you know, Tampa Bay is that kind of like Kansas City in that obviously they were both in Super Bowl last year, but they're both high-powered offenses. Both games, you think, you know, as Eagles fans, they might go there and get smacked. Right. And they did do a little bit of a back to worrying, but they did cover against Tampa Bay and made it interesting at the end of the game. But I said, I will say that I am happy with the fan performance there. I think people were rocked up because it's Brady. There's not that same connection with Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. if Andy Reid was somehow a player and on the field, maybe it would be like that. But for any fan base, Tom Brady brings out the, the rowdiest and, and the opposing fans. But for Philadelphia specifically, given how uh, Super Bowl 52 went on in February 4, 2018, that's, that's even more so the case. Yeah, I think um, there was always or there's always going to be that. That, that rabbit, uh, you know, personality that he brings out of fans just because he is who he is. Um, but for us, especially, you know, our fan base and given what happened, you would want to Super Bowl. Um, I, I think that it's always going to be even more special, mostly because he, in so many ways, he always hints at how this team haunts him. Um, you know, now they're obviously recently. There are only two teams that haunt him, right? Literally, only two There's teams only that two. haunt him. There's only two. Eli's Giants and Nick Foles' Eagles, the only teams that haunt him. Um, so, you know, I think given – also, you know, given the – it means a lot more. You know, there's only 10 players from that team on this current Eagles roster. 
one's gone from you know, one's what, gone right, from one, Thursday night. And what, recent events, one's gone. So you know, I still think that it's um it's something that it's really cool that it still sticks in his crawl because you know we obviously still celebrate it and we still talk about it. So it's fun to know that we're still on his mind too. I would be mad if we weren't. <coughs> I mean, the way we revel in this, yeah. The fact that if he was so blasé about it and just treated it as a game that he was playing the Carolina Panthers or something like that, that would yeah. pee me off. I think like, sure. like he was like he was like ah oh, whatever you know like I, I won another one since then like you know it was just another another show for me. But the fact that it still pisses him off is it means a lot more. Yeah, and I think it, that was definitely true with the Foles game last year that was on Thursday Night Football. I think it was actually coincidentally Week Six too. Yeah, um, when Chicago and Foles came in and. And beat them there you know he wasn't i mean that was the infamous for the second time uh <laughs> snuck uh falls yeah. on the handshake yeah the when he when he snuffed him again on the handshake yeah. we got your number tampa time what was the vibe of the atmosphere from watching at home i was there were some there were some f tom brady uh chance going that were nice and the, i wanted to mention this on the pod there's a guy a row or two in front of me. Not a guy that usually has season tickets. Not yeah. someone I've seen before or anything like yeah. that. Or you know, there's, there's people behind me I have a good relationship with that I've seen for years and years. Yeah. But, you know, certain seats and certain rows or whatever. And I'm I'm leading the charge a little bit on the the F Tom Brady chant as <laughs> as you could expect. And the guy's like going out to either go to the bathroom or buy a beer or buy your food. And he's like looking at me. He goes, "Don't do that." He like feeds off, and I'm like, "It's Tom F and Brady. Nothing anyone could say." in the entire universe could get in his head either good or bad. Like me doing that doesn't affect that. He has the most tight one killer personality in the history of the sport. Like who, if you're not going to go there and have fun on the Thursday night, why are you even there? It's like, it's like saying that that's so ridiculous. It, it's almost, it's like saying, yo, don't, don't say F my majority, man. He really feeds off that. Like, like it's going to be either way, man. He's, he wants to, he wants to cut our, cut our hearts out regardless. Like it's not like, Maybe maybe if we be nice to him, he'll only beat us by sixty points instead of you know the, the typical seventy a night. No, like they want to, they're they're type one killers. They want to they want to end you either way. It doesn't matter if we're saying F Tom Brady or not, or, you know, or, or we're giving a low golf clap, you know, when he's uh, you know, when he's straightening himself up. That, that yeah, does not matter, dude. Yeah, he's throwing a touchdown on to Antonio Brown, and we're all supposed to golf clap for him. Like, yeah. hats. We're doing the we're nice doing the job. Jeter nephew salute to him. Right. Hey, hey, hats off! You really spoke with defenders on that one. You awesome. you really got us again for the thousandth time. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. Like, I I thought, I I, I thought the I thought the, the vibe at home was. Um, I think a lot of us like taking taking. You know, toll of the Twitter timeline and stuff like that. I think a lot of us expected a blowout. Um, yeah. I think a lot, but we were also, it was a pleasant surprise. But the thing that sucked the most is when you just saw they just weren't good enough. Like, yes. it, but you know, they, they just are a, they're, they're, they're a bad team with no offensive identity and a defense that just isn't good enough on the back end to make crucial plays right and like when it's when a team shows you who they are you have to believe it and they're a two and four football team right now and that's it that's a reality but more so i think what you saw watching at home on thursday night is there was no faith that they would get 
the, the stop that they needed or they would no. make or they would make the drive that they needed because if Tampa Bay just if Tampa Bay doesn't go for it on those fourth downs and just kick the field goal they're supposed to, it's that game is over before before we even turn our turn yeah. our heads. But like the fact that they couldn't capitalize on all those mistakes and they couldn't capitalize on the time when the defense actually did stop them shows you exactly how far away like where the gap is between them being able to win that game and how they really lost that game. The back seven is killing me. I will give props to Avante Maddox, who I thought played a really, oh, really good game. Was, yeah. and honestly, probably his best game since his rookie sure. season where he did flash a lot for filling sure, yeah. in uh, for a couple of different defenders at a couple of different positions. But uh, and I think some of it is, you know, there it's all it's the chicken or the egg is it the scheme yeah. or is it talent? And they're certainly not super talented on the on the back end, specifically at linebacker. I think they're getting absolutely crushed. It's a yep. you know, an ad nauseum thing people have been talking about for decades. And sometimes I feel like it's okay. Like it was okay in 2016, 2017, and 2018. They had guys that were good enough there. But Alex Singleton could lead the league in tackles, but if he's getting tackled, getting pushed back eight yards downfield and making the tackle, it's not really yeah. doing much for you. Like it's like his tackles, he leaves he'll leave me in tackles because he's always getting juke after the first tackle. Yeah. So the first attempt that yeah, OJ Howard runs him over and then he recovers and he chases him down. So like good effort, but you literally you're tackling him ten yards after you needed to. Uh, we were two straight home games. I've seen Jonathan Gannon somehow he doesn't want to play dime, which like I'm not a defensive maestro. I understand what you're doing, but yeah. Uh, at a certain point, we've seen in two two straight home games, specifically when I'm there, uh, we've seen uh, Eric Wilson or Alex Singleton sticking Tyreek Hill, and then we again we see you know Davion Taylor on Antonio Brown. Two of them, maybe the two of the five or six most talented wide receivers I've ever seen. And because Jonathan Gavin doesn't want to go in a dime, they're not a dime team, even though they. Right, you can be a dime team if you want to be. You, just you gotta, want to be a you know dime what I mean? team. It's like, are you a nickel team? Like this team stinks <laughs> on defense. So it's like if you're going to stink either way, why don't you just have the right personnel out there to counter? You know, two of the most explosive offenses in the league, or you know, two of the most explosive offenses ever. Really, when you look at the, the toll of the talent, and like to just, see that, yeah. it's like what are you, you're not learning anything from these mistakes already. And it, there's no. He says it as in like there's a there's a tax you have to pay for being a dime team. You can be where you want to be. So like yeah. if you decide during the week that you know it maybe maybe it benefits us if we play a dime, then okay, you're playing a dime. And then it doesn't it doesn't get any easier to be honest. You go into next week, you're going into Vegas when they need a win. The kind of week that they had, you know, and you're going up against uh, a, a familiar face in, in Nelson Aguilar. But then they got the new rugs on the other side. You know, they got Waller. And, and so, and a couple of young guys who, who tend to flash. So history tells us, at least in history, at least that we're almost, almost assured to see another linebacker sticking one of their incredibly fast slot players. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss us all off again. Well, the thing that I don't understand when he's saying that they're not a dime team is that I thought the whole point uh, that we were gassing him up this offseason about and kind of sipping the Kool-Aid was that he doesn't have one true defensive scheme. Right. That he could be a 3-4 team. He could be a 4-3 team. He could do a bunch of different things, have mixed fronts. So that's true for the front. Why can't you mix it up and not just be a nickel team, but a dime team at times, or even a quarter if the situation calls for it? So I don't really understand that at all. Because like, the, why, 
the identity of this defense is kind of in the sense that they don't have an identity. They're able to do a bunch of different things in theory, because in practice, it hasn't been that case. But why not, in theory, again, can't you also be a dime team when you're playing against these teams that have unbelievable slot receivers or receivers that are incredible just have to be lining up in the slot? And again, it's a case where they've played not just Kansas City and Tampa Bay, but Dallas is obviously looking like one of the best offenses in the league, too. And Dak, unfortunately, having a you know MVP caliber season as much as I hate to say it out loud. It just it, – it, it also – it sounds like they both – but him and Sirianni went to the, the Doc Rivers school of making adjustments, which is we don't make adjustments. Yeah. Um, you know, the the common thing, like Sirianni was saying, we're not changing population, we're not changing, you know, our offensive approach. You know, he's saying we're not a dime team, we're not we're not changing much up. And like I, I, I get wanting to find an identity, but maybe that's not the way you find one. And so yeah. like they're not the Ravens of, of old. Like Ravens had Ed Reed and, and Ray Lewis, and they did what they did every single game because they dared teams to just beat those guys. Like we're gonna make you scheme around us. Like, we don't have that. So like you, you can't you can't tell people to scheme around us. Right. So if you do, what they're gonna do is what the past two teams have done. They've trotted out four wide receiver sets and sometimes three wide receivers and a and a really, really good tight end. And they just dink and dunk and beat you, and they tip their shots down the field, and they bet that one of their receivers is going to be on one of our slow linebackers. And sure enough, you know, here it is. So I, I think that eventually you're you're going to get out schemed, or you're going to get schemed out of what you're trying to do, and you have to make adjustments. And they haven't they haven't showed the willingness to do that so far. Quick aside from a typically boring Eagles team. I have to take that. I believe this for a bit that Ed Reed is the best non-quarterback of all time. Yeah, I think so. I love Ed. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Ed he's Reed. like, like obviously Dawkins is my god, but I mean he's not Ed Reed. You know what I mean? Like they're they're different yeah. types of players, and they were in a similar errors. But you know, I think Dawkins is better than Palomalu, but Ed Reed is. Uh, I, I you think know, in all, yeah. in all, all, all time. I love but him so much. Two rings, right? Yeah, or just one, just one. I appreciate that too. When I was, when got when traded I was, after that 2000 team, I yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, when I was when I was like little, obviously, I think I, I love Dion. I love Dion because of the flashiness and, and the sneakers. But I think non non quarterback, yeah, he every is definitely the best. I, I've never seen anyone cover the amount of land that he covers on the football field, and he did it effortlessly too. Like he, yes, a very 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 hard player. He, you know, he got his nose dirty, went down and hit, did all that stuff. But he was someone who was just – he was always knew where the ball was going to be and where to go. And he's another guy, speaking of Brady, who Brady said, like, gave him nightmares because he was yeah. so good at what he did. It never mattered. So, like, they might have – Brady may have won the game, but it, it was never easy going up against Ed Reed because he's so good at everything that he did. If he was – we, we, we may not ever see, like, that another prototype like that. No. Guys just don't come out of college that prepared anymore. I mean, that Miami team was nuts, you know, in, in, in any way, you know, speaking of, of college. But the way that he came into the league as prepared and polished as he was and as ready as he was, there just won't be another, another safety like that for quite some time. I love that Miami team. And I, I hated that he went to the Giants because I absolutely love Jeremy Shockey. Like every like yeah. young white guy had to love this like yeah. brash, like post new metal, 
you know, receiver slash tight end or whatever. He was the he was the he was one definitely one of the first. And he was and what sucked obviously was well he's, he's watching him as a giant. Yeah, like exactly. He, he was he was also very good. Like I can take a guy who sucks and talks trash. All you do is joke on him anyway. Like he talked trash and he backed it up because he was so good. Yeah, he's one of those guys, you know, you hate him if he's on any other team, but if he was on the Eagles, he would have been like my favorite player of all time. Right. You're like, you're like, dude, I, I can't stand the guts, but if you were if you were wearing green, you'd be my favorite player. <laughs> yeah. And with Ed Reed, I feel like you mentioned Dion. I think there's a top three with those two and Charles Woodson for the best ball skills ever for a defensive back. And Ed Reed, I think you can make the case for any of them, really. I mean, I remember. Uh, so I remember watching um, Charles Woodson when he was at Michigan, and I remember him like there was games they played, like their big games. He never left the field. Yeah, like he would he, he would play the defensive downs. He would play. He would he would do punt and kickoff returns, and he would even come in and play receivers sometimes, which yeah. is crazy. Like if you think about how many snaps dudes take in college football like that. So, like, in Ohio State game, you know, he never left the field. Like, that's just ridiculous to think about. And how – I mean, he, like, was making Pro Bowls and stuff into his 30s. Like, yeah. the, imagine the amount of – he won Defensive Player of the Year. Or f- first Defensive Player of the Year? No, well, first team All-Pro at cornerback in 2011 at 35. He won the Heisman in 1997. So that's – Think about the, the gravity, the gravity between that. The 97-year Heisman winner, and then almost what 17, 18 years later, you're you're uh, you're still making the Pro Bowl. Like, it's nuts. And That's and he's like and he's a guy who uh, you know he's a really good football analyst. Um oh, I think he's awesome, dude. He's so good. And he, he just know he knows the game. He's really smart at it. And he doesn't he doesn't overtalk. A lot of those, a lot of those guys, just by nature, overtalk. So like they hear themselves and they like to see themselves talk. But I wonder what that's like. like. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Could be us. Um, he's just someone who <laughs> always. Uh, he's just a him. Him and Chant Bailey. I, I used to love Chant Bailey too. Oh, Chant was my uh, Chant was a uh, Loller's boy. That was his favorite player of all time. Lots of Loller. I love Chant Bailey. Man, Chan he, was awesome. he was always somebody who. Was always one of my favorite players to watch. He was, he was another guy who just—he didn't talk much, but he was just so, so, so good. And you, you just loved watching him because you knew he was gonna make a play. Like, like if that that team ever needed to play, Camp Bailey was coming through for him. That's low key one of the worst trades ever, I think. Him oh yeah. Portis. And I think Clinton Portis was awesome in Denver. Yeah. He, I mean, he played a while in Washington, but it was never like young Clinton Portis was again another hurricane. Obviously. Uh, an absolute beast in Denver. At that time, they had three of the best running backs I've seen in my life in that division between LT, Priest, Holmes, and him. Just for that and era, when they got him, yeah, and that, and that was that was awful trade, I think. But I still, I mean, I get it. But it, I think it would never happen it, now. Obviously, no. it's for I mean, different that's how, era. They just tell you how good Champ Bailey was, but they they did that. Anyway, yeah, no, that would never that trade would never be done. No, it's like trading Jalen Ramsey for I don't know, like Derrick Henry. No one would do that. Yeah, that's exactly like the the, the gravity of it, considering you know where it was and where both of those guys were in their careers. 
will be like, yeah, like the Chargers calling to, or whoever, I'm sorry, the Rams calling tomorrow and saying, yo, like, what's up with, you know, swap for swap. They're pro- I mean, the, the you never of- see swap for swap in football. It's a baseball move. You know what I mean? So that's so funny because I was talking to my uh, my dad about it the other day. And he was saying that um, as long as he's been watching the in the in this, like we talk, we were talking, um, you know, number twenty five for the Sixers. I don't. He who shall not be named. Um, but he was saying who? Like, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> who? Who? Um, you never, you rarely see like a swap for swap in in the NFL. Um, it's like it's mostly like a baseball thing, and sometimes basketball. But even in basketball, it's always something else attached. Like guys rarely make the same amount of money. It's usually so one big team. guy, and then like two, three smaller guys, and then yeah, you got, or like, and then like you're and obviously your draft picks and stuff. But like, you got to put. So it's a situation where they a quick another quick aside. It's the situation they're in, which makes this whole thing stink even worse because. He's a max player. So now, like, you can't, unless you're taking back a max player, like a Bane or a Brad Bill, you all, the players you take back also have the max. So like, you got to find six guys who make up to what Ben Simmons is making, too. So, like, but, like, take those six guys, and they got to be something. It can't just be, like, give us your three best French players and, you know, yeah. your, your two French starters. Like that sucks. That's an awful trade. But like you got, so it's a I, I God bless that front office because I want them to get it right. They need to get it right for the sake of throwing you, but I do not envy the position I right think Daryl Morey will buy an NFT of Woj's tweet of the Ben Simmons trade. Oh yeah. We should you know what? We should take we should get the odds on that. I should talk to <laughs> we should talk to somebody and see. If we Let's see what Wavy's got on it. Some kind of, <laughs> see what we can get. Again, we're we are just a betting pod, no affiliation. So we should we should reach out to everybody and see who's willing to put to put some odds down on that. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world 
including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. We could wrap up with some odds here, I think, for uh, next Sunday. The early line, Raiders haven't played yet. You'll be listening to this on Sunday. The Raiders will play then. Uh, We're recording this early on Saturday, the 16th. Early line for the Eagles in Vegas next week, Sunday, October 24th. What would you guess the line is? I know you told me – I told you what it was before the show, but, like, what would you have said you thought the line would be? I would probably say – in Vegas, I would probably say the Raiders would be a touchdown favorite. Plus two and a half. I haven't gotten any of the lines this year for the Eagles. and I haven't touched any of them. I know they covered against Tampa Bay, but are they just the ultimate backdoor cover team? Because they did the – I don't think they covered against San Francisco, but it was a situation where they scored again late. They scored again late against in Dallas. They did it so against Kansas City. Is this the I, the identity yeah. of this team is that they could be a good backdoor cover team? That's the identity. Yeah. But Nick Sirianni can't say that. It feeds into my so my next point. We, this 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 is not coming out again. You guys listening to this, um, you know, on Sunday after the the Eagles have played Tampa Bay. But my a point that it feeds into is in the past few games. Uh, Galen Hurts has had two rushing touchdowns. I that leads right into that backdoor cover thing because that's a good like they're such a weird fourth quarter team where like they don't they have this you know little engine that could so like they keep playing hard so they get those two like garbage touchdowns at the beginning of the fourth quarter and they eventually lose the game. I I think there might be a point. There might be something to like Vegas saying, all right, well, if they do that against the Raiders, they actually might win the game. Because I, so I, I, I think that's part Vegas of that. knows, right? If anybody knows Vegas does, that's for sure. You're not going out there, right? No, I wish to. I actually, I've never done Vegas like as an, I went there once when I was with my parents when I was younger, um, just, you know, touristy yeah. thing, but I've never gone as an adult. I don't even know if I want to go. Like, sure, I'd want to, it's all inclusive, sure, but. Uh, feels a little rough on the pockets. I mean, I you can make it. it all back, I guess, in theory, if you're uh, great, yeah. you got those odds and end zones going. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great city. Um, I've been a couple of times. I actually got actually got married in Vegas. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we on a whim or no? No. So very quick story. We we wanted a, a destination, um, but we knew we knew that, and at the time. Um, my fiance had not gone to Vegas, so she said, "How about Vegas?" So, I guess if we have to, I guess we, we have to go to Vegas. Vegas oh, I guess you we know can. what? You twisted my arm. We're going to, we're going to Vegas <laughs> to get married. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, we plan on going back probably to celebrate um, our ten year, which is you know five years away. So 
Um, but it's a cool city, though, man. I, I, I will. My, my biggest advice to everybody that goes is, don't count how much you lose because you're going to lose a lot. So don't even, don't even count it. Just close, just close your eyes and say it was a great trip. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you in, in three more years, Vegas. Because that's how long you're going to. It's going to take to recover. <laughs> We'll, we'll be out there like uh, Timberlake and Charlie Wilson. I know this will be out on Sunday after the college slate, but did you want to give your college picks and we could follow up with them next week? I know yeah. Like the college two, picks two guy. Picks. Uh, you guys are going to hear did Clemson, win, did Clemson cover last night? Did they win in the Dome? You know what? That's a good question. I took it off. They were up a touchdown. Siri call Wavy Davy. <laughs> they won 17-14. Oh, they were, 13 and a half. They were 13 and a half. That's, and like that's going to affect. Uh, I was going to say. Swaggy might get his I'll, thumbs broken. Swaggy might get his, uh, he might get his wrist broken or something. That was, uh, that was his lock. He quad so, bombed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Wavy did say, like, I know he's a Q's guy that yeah. – uh, Friday night in the dome is a uh, that's an undertaking. That's a that's a even if Syracuse isn't a good team that specific year, that's a I no fly zone kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I, I like that, that energy. I agree with Davy. It actually is a that's a weird that is that's got that had trap game been all over it. I'm surprised it even came out with the W because Friday night in the dome it can be a house of hearts. Like you go in, you go in top rank and you come out losing. It's just a weird. Also, when you're in college. A Friday night game is so weird to prepare for. Like, it throws your whole team. body off, and yeah. the home team is is ready for it. It's a weird travel week. It's weird, yeah. and they're they're yeah. nineteen and twenty year old human beings. If your school schedule is weird for a week, you feel right. that so weird because that's also that's one less day of practice. It's one less day of conditioning, and like one less day of getting your body right. So your whole week is thrown off. So everything you've done on a normal week, you have one less day of. Yeah. And you gotta show up Friday night and, and like be ready to win, like do the that's how upsets happen. Yeah. So I so um speaking of upsets, which I don't I, I don't think any with these two, but I'm gonna um, write them down so I don't forget for next week. Yeah, so yeah. You're, so you're going on the record, bro. <laughs> so my two my two my two big big ones for the week. Um so we got uh Texas versus Oklahoma State. Um, Texas is reeling from that crazy Red River shootout with Oklahoma. Um, and they are facing an Oklahoma State team that's fresh off a bye. Um, but I don't know, man. Steve Preshizen, uh has that team, that, that Texas team scoring 44, almost 50 points a game. Um, they're actually desperate for a W right now to, to stay alive in that. In that Big Twelve division, so I actually think that um I'm I'm going to take Texas and the over I think the over over under sixty um and they they they're average and Oklahoma State can score as well so I think Texas team one yeah you team one you want for sure okay. um and the next one my game of the week our Georgia Bulldogs they're playing <laughs> the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, this one's down in Kentucky team, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, down in Athens between the hedges. Um, actually it's going to be a really good game. I think Kentucky has a good defense. They have a couple of guys on offense who can score. Um, 
Georgia has a couple of guys banged up, but they got, you know, they're newly ranked number one team in the country, um, you know, after, after Bama's loss. But I think that um, what you're going to see is it's probably going to be low scoring, probably going to be determined by who can make a last stop and that Georgia defense has yet to prove me wrong. So I, I think uh, I'm going to ride defense on this one. And I'm going to go Georgia Monday night as well. Do you like you? Not that you're picking this, but do you like Kentucky on the spread? What's the spread? It's got to be double digits, right? Uh, let me check again. Let me check. I think the last time I saw it was like 15. Yeah, if you want. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. It's right here. I'm logging into FanDuel right now. Not affiliated. Not, affiliated. not yet. Not yet. <laughs> FanDuel, hilarious. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, 20, oh, 21 and a half. 21 and a half. I don't so I you, like not that, not that that's Not that that's your play, but. Yeah. That is you my like play. Kentucky. You like the Kentucky thing. Plus, I, I like, like Kentucky, Kentucky plus. Yeah, yeah, that 21 and a half is dangerous. I don't think they're that bad. Like, I understand, I understand where they are. Obviously, Georgia is a house of horrors for many teams, but I think Kentucky's a little better than that. Have they ever been ranked number one in this Kirby Smart ever? No. I don't think so either, just because no. they've, they've been like two, three, four a lot, of, and obviously a lot of that. Yeah, like they've been two, three, four, through the Bama Clemson era. <laughs> I was going to say it's crazy because the Kirby Smart era has always been the Clemson Bama era, so like they've never exactly. had an opportunity to be ranked higher than two or three or even four. So this is this is it. We'll see, man. I know he gets he takes a lot of flat, rightfully so, because a lot of his teams tend to be really good defensively and then. Suck offensively, mostly due to the quarterback. Um, so we'll see. He's got a good quarterback. He's got a, a formidable, you know, uh, on the line receivers and one heck of a defense. So we'll see how he does. When, when would you say the last time Georgia won the national championship is? I just looked it up. Oh my God, man. It's got to be. Neither of us were alive. Just to I was just going to say, I was born in 85, definitely was way before I was alive. So 80. probably, was it 60s, 70s? 80. Woo. They yeah. have fewer national championships than the Penn Quakers. I'll throw that out there. That's incredible. <laughs> given the, given, I mean, there might have been only might have only been three or four teams playing back then, but <laughs> they, they, got, they got the hardware. Still counts. And, <laughs> and given, given the fact uh, that they are, they are a power five program. It's crazy. It just it's also a testament to how hard it is to win. Like we, that's It's a note that I put down too that it's really, really hard to win in, in college football and and win it consistently and win in the SEC. So we've seen at least four other teams win Auburn, LSU, Bama, Florida, Auburn, LSU, Bama, Florida, Florida State, Florida State. State. Oh no, they're in uh, they're ACC. Oh, yeah, ACC. Really, Sorry. Yeah, they, yeah. They, don't, they could have been the SEC previously. <clears throat> so, like, you look, just, I mean, you look at those teams, like, that's, it's tough. It's a, it's, it is not for the weary at all. Well, you probably would have thought Florida has won more than they have, too. They probably have, they had two under uh, Urban. It was the Chris, Chris Leak year. Yeah, Chris uh, Leak. Was, yeah. was a kind of a gadget player. And then the, the one year when Ter- Tebow actually won. Then I think uh, Sperger had one with uh, Sexy Rex Grossman. He might have had another Sexy one. Sexy Rexy. With, uh, or Danny Warfel. One well, of those you know, two. So like, those teams, again, like when we were growing up, like those teams, those like the Florida State teams, 
a lot of those teams we thought at the time we thought they won a lot, they actually didn't. Like they, they, yeah. they were just they were just flashy and had a lot Hard of to win in college football. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Dude. Like we we um we were like watching it, looking back at it now as an adult, it's like, oh they never that team never won anything. They were just they just had really good players and just like flashy, but they never won like like any hardware for it. It's all it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I will hold you to those picks next week. <laughs> and then cool, next week we'll probably we don't have a definitive date set. Ideally we could record Thursday or Friday. We'll go over some more Eagles Raiders stuff. Yep. We do have this early line. We'll see if that changes depending on how the Raiders or anything else going wrong in the yep. NFL occurs this weekend and early next week. But if for me anything else you need to plug, need uh Sixers on Wednesday, need uh twenty five gone. Sixers on Wednesday, Sixers on Friday, home opener, need uh need twenty five gone. So I actually so don't hold me. You may hold me to this. Um, we'll hold you to I'm getting my pen right now. <laughs> I think this saga ends way sooner than we all think. Um, I think he's gone in the next week, two weeks. I, I, I don't. I buy what they're saying on on management end, but I, I think that for all parties involved, it's going to be a swift resolution. And I think that they will destroy the Pelicans on opening night. And I think that they Sam um, Zion. Yeah, Sam Zion. It's going. It should be. It should be a good workout. And then um, Friday, they will they'll beat the Nets by five on Friday. Kyrie and Ben are going to be playing one-on-one at 18th and Johnston while the other team <laughs> play. Typical. A day in the life of those two <laughs> All right. I'll let you go, bro. All right, bro. Good pod. Be sure to follow us. Subscribe, leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. Also, we do these podcasts on YouTube. Subscribe to the BGN YouTube channel. I will have our great podcast producer, Rachel, include a link to our podcast channel or Leading Green Nation YouTube channel in the episode description. So be sure to subscribe there. Help us out. You know, watch. Give us some thumbs up, some comments, all yep. that. Yep. So no Eagles this weekend. You'll hear this on okay, Sunday. Have a stress-free Sunday. Have a stress-free Sunday. Saturday. Enjoy, spend some time with the folks. Watch the session tomorrow night. Hit that pumpkin patch, get it out of the way. Yeah, and call it a weekend. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people.